0: it always goes back to the body for me. And I think really understanding what your body is feeling, how your body is reacting, because again, it's so easy to just not listen to ourselves. And so when it comes to your purpose, when it comes to your North and South node, I think you and your own system know best. And that's so important is listening to yourself over anything else, because then once you do that, then you'll be able to like discern all this other information.
1: Welcome to the Influence by Design
0: podcast. I'm Samantha Riley,
1: authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I am absolutely love the episode that I'm bringing you today. We're talking about human design, how you can find your purpose in your chart. And our guest, Rochelle Christiane, is also talking about how we can layer our astrology over our human design chart. Now, for those who don't know, human design is your unique energetic blueprint. I've talked about it lots on the podcast before. You can search human design on our podcast show notes page over at forward podcast, and you'll find a ton of episodes there on human design. If you haven't heard of human design before, I thoroughly recommend episode 409 where I talk about my personal journey with human design and what it's done for me and my business. Also, if you're not really sure about your chart or how this conversation relates to you or how you can find the information that we're talking about in this episode, head to samanthariley.global forward slash advantage to download your copy of The Human Design Advantage. This is a free resource to help you discover how to align to your design to achieve more profit and ease in your business. So again, head to samanthariley.global forward slash advantage to get a copy of that. But if you're ready to dive deep, then let's roll the tape. Welcome to today's episode of Influenced by Design. I'm your host for today, Samantha Riley. And we're going to talk about human design today with a little twist. I'm very excited because I've invited Rochelle Christiane onto the show and she really brings in a twist of astrology into human design. So we're going to talk about how you can be more aligned or how you can really step into who you really are because of course we know that when you're super aligned, it's a lot easier to run your business, have a brand that feels beautiful and all of the things. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, bringing astrology into human design is something that I have never talked about. So I'm really excited about how this is all going to play out. Can we start off with human design? Let's talk about purpose, because I get asked about this all the time. Where can we find our, you know, purpose in our chart? We've covered on this show about types before and authority, but we've never really sort of covered like that deeper purpose. Like when we're living in alignment with our type and our authority and our strategy, Where can we kind of deep dive deeper into our chart to sort of start to pull out that gold?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I always say like your purpose is just to be yourself in your authenticity, of course, right? But Mm. when we're looking at human design, it's going to be your incarnation cross and your profile. I love, I love to dive into profile with people because it's always a thing that's like so resonant. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's so me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And from an astrological perspective, your incarnation cross is going to be your conscious sun and earth. So the top two numbers on the right-hand side, and then the top two numbers on the left-hand side. So it's your conscious sun and earth and your unconscious sun and earth, your personality and your design. And those four combined create your incarnation cross. Mm -hmm. And in astrology, this is your sun and earth, which are opposites of each other. So Mm -hmm. in astrology, oppositions, any aspect that is in opposition to each other really holds a lot of lessons for the other one. So if you're, let's just say a Taurus sun, that Scorpio energy, Scorpio is opposite to Taurus in the Zodiac wheel. And so that's going to hold massive lessons for you to really embody the energy of that Taurus sun. It's going to have, you need to integrate it. It's like your North and South node, which is another huge piece in human design, that really is going to help you also just find your way because raw talks about your G center and the magnetic monopole, which is this like illusion of separateness, right? It's the thing that holds the conscious and unconscious sides together. It's found in that G center. And he says that that magnetic monopole in your G center is the driver and the road it's driving on is that north and south node polarity. And so Mm -hmm. that's another huge piece. And again, with that opposition, it's the same thing, the north and south node, And then the sun and earth, those are the two places in your design that are gonna hold those oppositions. And so they hold massive lessons for you in embodying and integrating those aspects so you can fully come into your purpose and your authenticity and who you're meant to be.
1: Right, there was a lot there. So let's (laughs) just, (laughs) I love this so much. So if you're looking at your chart, You've got your top two numbers on both sides, on your personality mm-hmm. and your design. And then your North node is like the upside down U and your South mm-hmm. node is your, it looks like a U. They both have got these yes. little curly things. So your North node, do you want to just explain a little bit about the North node and the South mm-hmm.
0: node? Absolutely. So your North and South node, there's they kind of come together, but there's two different perspectives from human design and astrology. In astrology, Mm -hmm. your North Node is sort of the direction that you're headed in this life. It's where you're meant to be. It's sort of like that purpose piece of astrology. Mm -hmm. So wherever your North Node is found is going to be probably where you're going to find discomfort because that South Node is where you've sort of been, if you believe in past lives, it's sort of where you've played the role many times before in your, in mm-hmm. past lifetimes, right? Mm-hmm. So the the energy of that South Node is where you're going to find comfort. So where you when you're triggered, you're more likely going to be leaning into that South Node when you really should be leaning into, should, we'll scrap the word should, but when you're really being asked <laughs> to lean into the North Node. Mm. In human design, they talk about, Ra talks about that South Node. So we're looking at, the life lifespan from a uranian perspective so uranus takes 84 years to go around the sun and so that's Mm -hmm. what we consider now the human lifespan is about 84 years Mm -hmm. so in human design the first 42 years are typically played out by the themes of that south node and Mm -hmm. so the second half of your life is really sort of when you've learned those lessons and the key is not to reject them it's not to like not be them right because i think a lot of times when we're triggered or when we're falling back into that space just for example right now we're in an aries libra axis in mm-hmm. the collective mm-hmm. so aries is starter energy right it's the first sign of the zodiac it wants to go and do things it wants to take action it's leadership it's all those beautiful things it can be very selfish that's the shadow of aries right but mm-hmm. the key mm-hmm. is libra whereas libra is harmony balance justice people pleasing mm-hmm. so We want to integrate the south node so that we can lead with compassion we can lead while we're taking balance and harmony all these beautiful libra qualities and integrating them at that south node but what happens a lot of times and we may find as a collective we're going to lean into that people pleasing right Mm. libra has the energy of not standing up for itself just to keep the balance and keep the peace when they know something is right they won't say anything because they want to the harmony of the whole is more important to them than being right. Right. Mm. And so we want to like integrate those two. And so again, from that human design perspective, if let's say, if you have that balance in your life, if it is Aries and Libra, and of course the gates adds a little extra nuance and quality and lens to them. Right. But just Uh as a, a big picture, We're learning the lessons of libra in the first half of our life we're going to fall back into people pleasing we're going to maybe be a little bit codependent we're going to want to just have balance and harmony not want to like shake things up but as you're moving through your nodal returns which is just when you're collectively going back into the area it's about every 18 years the Mm -hmm. nodes will fall back into the same thing so as you're moving through that so around 37 is when you're going to have your second nodal return which really is going to pull out those themes of that second half of your life, right? Because mm-hmm. you're getting closer to 42. They stay in for about 18 months. And so as you're moving through that, you're kind of like revving up to really step into that energy of Aries, whatever your North node is. Mm. Um, and so it's a really key piece. And I think we go through these very cyclical things in life as a whole, right? And so this is totally. just a huge key piece to human design and to finding yourself. And I don't think it's something that can be rushed. And it's not to say that you can't find your balance earlier on in life or, you know, anything, but I think it's, it is very prominent that you will notice those themes throughout your life in the first Mm. half versus the second half.
1: I love that you said you can't rush it. My belief, and we all have beliefs and our own truths, but my belief is that you can't rush wisdom. Wisdom happens through the journey and the process and you can cert. There's certainly people that are, you know, wiser in their younger years than others. But essentially, like true wisdom, that that's coming from people in their. I've heard it called the second act, or you know, midlife, or however you want to describe it. You know, I was joking with a friend the other day. I'm like, it's the witch years. You know, <laughs> it's it's that <laughs> witchy kind of wisdom energy that that we bring forward. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference between the north and south node in the conscious side and the unconscious side? So the numbers on the Mm right-hand side to the left-hand side of the chart.
0: Yeah. So everything on the right-hand side of the chart is your conscious personality, as they say, and it's essentially your mind. So when we're looking at that right-hand side, if you go and pull your astrology chart based on your birth information, that's the chart that you're going to see is everything that's on that right-hand side, all that. Mm -hmm. And then the other side, the unconscious side. So we can call it your unconscious, your subconscious. It's your body, essentially. It's everything that's running in the background, right? And so when we're looking at that, it's really like the path that your body needs to take. And I'm a big lesson for me in my life has been literally my physical body because I think you can't, I think a lot of us, especially on the spiritual path, we want to like embody all of these spiritual aspects, right? We want to just like be off in the clouds and just be like one with whatever and meditate and be taken outside of our body and do psychedelics and all these different things, which is beautiful, right? There's so many beautiful lessons in that, but my personal, I I am a Taurus son. So I'm very much about the body, but like for me, I mean, I feel like we are here in these physical bodies for a very specific reason. And so that unconscious side, and it's interesting because you can actually pull your chart, your astrological chart for your body. And it's fascinating just to see what your actual body, your physical vessel like needs to operate. Wow. And that's different. <laughs> wow. Like my brain's
1: just gone in a million different places all at once. <laughs> if, you could, if we could put a picture inside my head, it'd be like fireworks right now because there's so many different places to go with this. So mm. let's just recap what you just said so that we can make sure that we've got it right. The north node mm. and the south node on the left-hand side of our chart, that's really what our body needs, it, but it's our mind that kind of takes over or it's the the mind, it's the right-hand side of the chart that we're talking about or the mind wants to take over. This is the part that we're really conscious of that we we would know. We mm-hmm. would look at that and go, yep, yeah, that's totally us. But the left-hand side, maybe not so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's all the things that run on autopilot. For example, I have um, gate 30 in my unconscious son, right? And gate mm-hmm. 30 is the gate of clinging fire. It's feelings, it's expectations. And when they're not met, it's just like this huge crash of emotions. And I feel like emotionally, I've always been on this roller coaster. And as much as my mind tries to control it, it always crashes, right? When that expectation. So it's something that our conscious mind maybe can logically understand, but it can't control what our body actually responds to. So as I like navigate those crashes, yeah, my mind can be like, okay, this is the gate 30. Like I, I understand what's happening. Cause I had an expectation of what was going to happen. It wasn't met. And now all of a sudden I'm in a low, right? But it can't control what the body does. The body mm-hmm. is going to do what the body does. And so once we can sort of get on board with that, and that's why I think human design is so much about the authority, right? Your strategy and authority, mm-hmm. because it allows you to move out of your mind and then put your trust more in your actual body and trusting Mm. that it knows what to do Mm.
1: because it does know what to do that you know it's the Mm -hmm. mind that thinks that maybe it doesn't I remember one of the biggest ah ahas that I had when I very first was diving into human design was that we make all our decisions from the neck down and that's always stood with me like how do I feel how does this feel in my body and that probably Mm -hmm. has been one of the biggest shifts was just understanding how much logic I'd sort of bought into my decision-making, because that's what we're taught, right? And and understanding more to really listen to my body and to understand that my body does have the wisdom to be able to work through things and that the mind, you know, we obviously need to be able to make decisions as well with our mind, but to really trust the wisdom of the body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mind will always overthink it. There's always another Mm. option, right? There's Mm. always a pros and cons list with the mind. And I think, yeah, when you can really come into the sensations of the body and really leaning into, okay, this is what my body feels like when it's a no, this is what my body feels like when it's a yes. And I think sacral beings maybe have it a little bit easier because they literally have that like sacral response. Whereas like, if your authority is emotional, which I find so difficult, but, or even splenic. Right. I mean, I mean, there's so many, di- there's different types of authority, but those are like the ones that kind of like stand out to me of like, yeah, really, really of all the authorities we need to trust our body. But I think the sacral probably, they just have a little edge up. Yeah,
1: I, I have a sacral authority and I'm super, super <laughs> glad that I do yeah. because I just know that feeling straight away. And it's, mm-hmm. it, and it's just so easy where my husband is an emotional authority. Mm-hmm. You know, he has that whole like, not sure, hang on, wait a minute going on. Yeah. And I can see that he definitely struggles with it a lot more where I'm just like, bang, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be out and, uh, It was actually really funny. We were out getting vitamins at our local organic store a few weeks ago. And the, I guess, nutritionist or I don't know what her actual title is, but she was talking us through some different things. And and I was just like, she said, you know, I think this one. And I went, oh, I actually don't know. And then like as a joke, my husband turned around and said, well, what does his sacral say? And and straight away she clicked onto it. She was like, perfect. Like she really went, okay, let's say, is it yes or no to this? Is it yes or no to this? And it was just like straight away and I'm like, Oh, that made it so easy. It was like, oh it's that one. Okay, good. We we've made our decision, we're out. Um but yeah. it was actually a really funny moment where where both of them kind of tapped into that and and yeah, Leon leaned on me and was like, Could you just make the decision for us? <laughs>
0: I love that though. I love that like you have people around you that are just like so on board and like understanding of that, right? Because I think like so many of us are taught, go with your gut. What does your gut say when we're not designed to be that way? Right. And so it creates this confusion. And then of course the mind is brought in another way too. But that's it's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very blessed, very lucky. Mm-hmm. So you talked about North Node, South Node, Incarnation Cross is the earth and the sun. Can you explain the difference or the, I guess, the dance between the Incarnation Cross and the North and South Node for that purpose? Because I think, you know, there is a lot of information in our chart that really can help us to stay, I guess, I was gonna say on track, but really in flow for who we're we're here to be. And I think that as entrepreneurs, when we've always got so many decisions and around us in in all of the different ways that we can go, that that sometimes that just being able to lean on this a little bit can be make that journey a little easier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, with your incarnation cross, that's 70% of your personality. Right. So, I mean, it's really like, I like to say it's like the energy behind your purpose. So it's not like it's going to be like this one thing is what you have to do. Right. I mean, it can be taken all sorts of different ways, but it's like the energy behind it. And so it's like, that's really that energy. And then the South North and South node is sort of, like it said, like that, that, that highway that we're taking, right. It's like the path to that, that we can really sort of like follow on there. I think, you know, Rod talks a lot about that. And I think people almost like get sick of it when we're just like always hammering on about like type strategy and authority, type strategy and authority. Right. But it's like, it is true. Like you can know as much about your design as you want, but if you're not following those, it's Mm -hmm. not going to matter. Right. And so it's, again, it's bringing in that actual body. Like, are you leading into your body? Are you knowing what your body's telling you? Are you listening to your authority when it's speaking? Because I can know my incarnation cross on a logical level. I can know my North and South node on a logical level. Right. But if I'm still overriding my own system, it's still not going to be in alignment. It's not going to fall into place. But I think that's, that's like sort of that path, right? It's like that energy that we're bringing. And then the road that we're actually taking towards that throughout our lifetime.
1: Love that so much. And I, Actually, I would love to know for you, how much do you go back and review, you know, and have a look and just remind yourself from a business perspective or do you just kind of let it play out in the background?
0: I do both. I try not to, cause I, I track the transits on my podcast. I have weekly transits. I have monthly transit updates. So it's like, on the back of my mind, I always know what's happening. Right. I know like transits. Um, I actually am launching a program specifically on a day in October that is the best for business. Right. So there are little things that you can do in that, in that way, but I tend to like to, to look at it in review. So I can sort of like see what was happening or like what I missed or what I was experiencing because you know, transits are one thing, and then your specific chart or your specific energy, like overlaid on the transits, really can impact so many different people in so many different ways. But it's it. I find the most like when I'm following that strategy and authority, it's so beautiful to see how it actually plays out. You know what I mean? Like I launched this one program once, and the program that I run now, the very first time I launched it, was like such a beautiful example of following my type charging authority because I am emotional authority, but I have my sacral and my spleen defined and I have an undefined root. So, so often like the actual waiting, my root is like, make a decision, make a decision. My (laughs) sacral is like, yes, my spleen is giving me that one hit. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Right. And, (laughs) and I, so often like Another little like layer of human design, it depends what programming you have, genetic matrix shows it. Um, I'm sure you can, I mean, if you actually draw your own chart in, you can find it that way too. But if you took all the conscious side and just drew in that on a chart or pulled it up, you can actually just see what your mind believes it is. So I lean into that a lot too. Like, so my mind is an emotional manifester. And so just the awareness of that is helpful because I will literally, like I, if I collaborate with somebody or like for business things, I get so lit up by something, which is my sacral, And then my mind, which is emotional manifest is like, we got to do this now. Let's do it now. Right. (laughs) But there's always a point that I hit a wall because I'm not listening to myself. Right. I'm not Mm -hmm. actually going through that emotional authority. And so, yeah, when I actually do take the time to like Create something and then have a response or somebody, something, the universe, some way, somehow is like this now, or like inviting me into it or giving me something to respond to. Right. And then I can follow my wave and pull it through. So it's always like in those times, like for business, when I find the most success. And of course, just again, looking at the transits, times where there's maybe not as much intense energies, <laughs> 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 right, that kind of make things a little bit more easeful in my own chart are always helpful too.
1: I would love to talk about how the astrology comes in because I haven't actually heard anyone talk about it. And when I listened to your podcast, I was just like, wow, my brain was exploding <laughs> as you were chatting away. Can you, I guess, give us the brief rundown of sort of how you use them to play together?
0: Mm-hmm. So I every week I have a little, um, astrology book. And so I'll go through that just for my own personal practice, which I use on the podcast and and with everything. But so I have all the transits and then I'll look to the human design and see when the sun's changing gates or Mercury's changing gates, because it just gives this extra beautiful, like flair to it. Right. So Libra, for example, and it's so funny because some of the gates are so literal to the signs, but again like libra we talked about libra's harmony balance justice people pleasing all the things and libra every single gate in the um spleen or every gate of libra is found in the spleen mm-hmm. and so it's so much about fear survival mm. but gate 18 which is the literally like the gate of justice right is like in a Libra sign. So it's just like interesting to see the gates that is transiting and the energies that are then bringing that little extra nuance to the actual sign. And then I check the human design transits to see what, what gates activate what centers, right? So mm-hmm. then I can understand, you know, so if i'm looking at a transit and i in my own design have an undefined heart so my g center and my my heart are both undefined Mm -hmm. and so then being able to see when a transit activates that for me like when the sun is maybe transiting gate 21 or you know something like that that will turn it on for me Mm -hmm. um it's just i know that that's helpful then because it'll give me that extra like energy of like oh yeah i got this like you know and so a lot of times in my own personal like stuff. I just try and do it in reflection. But when I'm trying to plan something, it's really helpful to be able to use that to understand the energy of that day that I will be able to embody and integrate into how I show up. You know where my business brain
1: went for someone like you, knowing that if you were launching a product or if you were running some sort of campaign is going to be so much easier for you to deal with than when it's not lit up. Hmm. And I think that that is really awesome because when we're, you know, people that are on the spiritual path, we feel those energies. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I guess we all feel them, but they notice them more, mm-hmm. I guess. Rather They're more than, sensitive to it. Yeah, that's the best way of saying it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking about not our own personal astrology here but where the astrology is at any given moment?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's sort of both, right? Because yours layered onto it brings a different energy as well than just the, what the collective is experiencing, right? It's added onto yours. And so it really depends. Like there are times during the month, like you may look up, you can even Google it. I think like astro.com or astro cafe, like has charts during the day or during the month for like the best times to start a relationship or the best time, there's just like all this sorts of stuff you can find online, but it also depends on your specific chart. Right? So if you're just for an example, if you're like, let's think business, right? So we have Capricorn and Saturn. Those are very systems oriented. Like right now we have Saturn moving through Pisces. And so I see this a lot with a lot of these spiritual based businesses. Saturn is coming in and asking us to get serious, like Mm -hmm. make a plan get systems in place. Like you can't just be off in the ferries and expect everybody to come to you. Like, let's get serious. Let's, let's do something with this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we can sort of like look to like those types of transits when you're looking at your business. But let's just say you have, I don't know, Saturn conjunct, which just means they're at the same degree or or within a seven degree orb of each other, Pluto, right? That Saturn for you is always going to be bringing you through death, transformation, rebirth, control, power. That's all the elements of Pluto, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's one thing to know what the transits collectively are doing in the sky but then it's really helpful to layer it onto your own chart. And I know this is a lot of information. So I think like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm like listening to myself and I'm like, okay, let's bring it down because <laughs> it's like, it is a lot, but it's, I think it's so, such a beautiful layer to it. And it's not ever to make excuses. Like there's sometimes times where I know something's going to happen or, like energetically, I feel so intense. Right. And my logical mind wants to tell me like, oh, well, it's just this transit. And then my body is like, no, I'm just feeling like shit today. Like, I'm just mm. like, I'm allowing myself. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on your podcast, but it's allowing yourself the compassion and understanding and, and, and not just invalidating yourself because of the transits, you know? And so I think that's an important piece to it too, is we're moving through everything too.
1: I really love that you said that because I feel that we can almost make excuses for it's just the energy. The energy will help us or push us or trigger us or all of those things, but we still need to I guess, have responsibility with that energy, mm-hmm. which is definitely, you know, I'll I'll say to my husband some mornings or, you know, like, you know, such and such is coming up this week. You might want to deal with that now. Otherwise, you know, the energy will deal with it for you. And it's never going to be good mm-hmm. if that happens. So it's not about this is going to happen. This is what the energy is. It's like, well, this is what the energy could bring up in people be really aware of it be kind of prepared for it because now you know we need to take responsibility for whatever happens you know and Mm -hmm. we hear i'm sure you hear it all the time oh it's mercury retrograde you know everything's just going to break and everything's going to be shit. where i personally love mercury retrograde like it just brings up all sorts of like it to me it takes I guess our language and our brand and, and and different things that we're doing with our IP to a whole new level, if we really mm-hmm. like lean into it. So it's not about saying things are not happening because of it's like, how can we use this energy to take whatever we're doing to the next level?
0: Mm -hmm. and mercury like retrogrades are in essence asking us to slow down right and the reason why we find so much miscommunication during mercury retrograde is because we're not slowing down we're trying Mm. to do things at the same speed or faster or you know and then that's when things are messing up because Mm. we're not taking the time to communicate we're not taking the time to double check something to make sure our what we wrote was accurate or you know things like that and so that's when there's Everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, don't sign don't sign leases or don't start new businesses or don't sign a new job" during Mercury rush grade. If you're ta- if you're entering it into it according to your and authority, if you're entering into it slowly and you know that it's right for you, go for it. You know, I think that's just but it's like you said I, I I love the energy of all of those and I'd like to witness them happening. It's just so fascinating when you're looking at astrology and even like back in history and just it's it's just so interesting because it's like it continues to repeat these themes over and over and over. And it's, you can't, I don't know. I mean, you obviously nobody has to believe everything, but for me in my own mind, I'm like, it just makes sense. It clicks. And I'm just, I'm just such a fan.
1: Yeah. I love that you said, it's just, it's, it's just about slowing down. And I think that's understanding the energy and what's happening is so powerful because it gives us that opportunity to understand that some of the rules that people have put on this energy some of the rules that they talk about when they're talking about human design like this is the way you have to be is all bs because the whole idea of human design as far as i'm concerned is to to pair it back and to get back to who we authentically are and in alignment with us we're meant to be you know shedding the beliefs and the conditioning not taking on a whole new set of <laughs> beliefs and conditioning yeah. it's about mm-hmm. like this is a guidance system and then we need to understand and and experiment with it so that we can work out what's true for us what works well for us it's just a guidance system and what i can hear from you is that being able to have a look at the way that astrology plays into it, it just gives you a little bit of extra guidance
0: hmm Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that was coming up as you're speaking too is when we're looking at, I mean, I think just as humans, we're always trying to remember who we are. We're always trying to find our purpose. We're always trying to find a meaning, a reason for this existence. Right. And with human design and astrology, of course, it's that permission slip to just like be who you are. And also, I think a lot of times when we're looking at our conditioning, like our undefined centers or open centers, we always want to fill that. Right. It's, it's, it's a place of most conditioning in our life. It's where we hold the most shadows. And something like recently that's just been like coming up a lot is like just an example of like the G center. When you're looking at the G center, when we're given this idea of like you, finding who you are, finding your truth, finding your purpose, and all these things, if you have an undefined or open G center, that's not your truth. You are most authentic when you can actually show up and adapt to your environment, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find this fixed sense of self that our mind is trying to put on. I think that we're almost being inauthentic to ourselves because. We're not allowing yourself to be adaptable and sort of change. And we're holding a little shadow around, you know, I have an undefined G center, so I might behave differently with you. And then my ch- children and a spouse or my parents or friends, you know what I mean? It's That's just the nature of the G center is to experience. And of course, like your environment is so important. So knowing how your body responds in a certain environment. But for me, I held a lot of shame around that growing up. Whereas, like everybody was like, you act differently with this person, you act differently with that person, and I was like, oh my gosh, like who am I? I don't know who I am. Like I'm, I'm wrong as I am, and I think when I learned that, of like, that's that is me in my most authentic, is being able to show up and be adaptable to the situation and the place, and trusting my body to know that if I'm in the right place, everything's good, right? If I'm in the wrong place, let's like assess who I'm around and who I've taken into my life, so. I love
1: that so much. I couldn't love that anymore, to be brutally honest. I was having a conversation. I feel like you you were looking in a part of my life as you were talking about that. <laughs> I also have an open G. And mm. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and she said, we were talking about personal branding and it was a, it was a friend and, you know, we were kind of getting deep and having a conversation that went down a rabbit hole. And she was saying that, she said that, you know, our brand, we need to be showing up the same all the time. And I said, but the way that we show up with our children isn't the way that we show up with a group of friends. And it's not the way that we show up with, you know, a group of clients. And she's like, well, that's inauthentic. Mm. And I was like, well, is it though? Is it inauthentic? Because we show up in different ways with different people. Now even adding that layer of, well, we, with an open g that's the way that we're designed that just completely takes that whole conversation to a new level and for anyone that's listening and is going oh my god we've just been given a permission slip to you know have an amazing personal brand and not feel like we're making it up with different people essentially mm-hmm. like that's just huge that's so big
0: yeah yeah it was definitely it's definitely a huge permission slip. Right. And, and like even going back to astrology and the transits and h- tracking human design transits, it's great to lean in the en- energy of a defined G center when it's available. Right. But even that's going to add a different layer to who I show up as, you know, so I just think of anything, right. If you have an undefined throat, and you find yourself over speaking or trying to get attention, or you know what I mean, just like leaning into the energy of what the undefined throat is and allowing that, and that being you at your most authentic. But I think there are, you know, like th- like the woman who was telling you that there are so many societal standards of like how mm-hmm. we need to behave, how we need to show up, how we need to run a business, like for the first like couple years that I was like trying to figure out my own thing, everybody, every business coach was like niche down, niche down have one thing. I was like, I'm an MG. Like, I don't know how to just have one passion. Like it doesn't work <laughs> for me. Yeah. But then you figure out ways of like okay this is my umbrella, right? Like this mm-hmm, is the thing mm-hmm. that I love that lights me up and then when you come into my space, you're going to get all the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think it's that is leaning into our authenticity, right? It's not just being like okay, I only talk about human design and the rest is going to be forgotten because this is what everybody says I'm supposed to do. It just doesn't work that way, right? And I think no. that's that is being inauthentic and you're going to find it it's just not going to be fun, right? It's going to suck mm-hmm. the life out of whatever you're doing like I know I used to do photography, right? And when I just did that one thing, I just lost my passion for it. It's like, this isn't fun anymore. I've done it. It's over. Now what, what else can I move on to? And yeah. I think that's just the nature of the MG, so. Totally. And what I love about working with MGs is, is
1: then using that, like, well, how can you bring that passion in if you've still got a little bit of it with some learnings into whatever the next thing is. It's not about throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but doing all the things that light you up. And I'm very much into niching down. So it's what you were talking about then is very much the way that I do it now. It's like, okay, so manifesting generators, you've got all these things. How can we turn all that into a niche of one? Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. your niche is is so different to everyone else's because you've got all of these different facets instead. So it's just changing the idea of what a niche is essentially. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've gone down a that really different path there. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I love this yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to share something that's sort of like a side note, but like one of the things that really helped me when I was like trying to get clear on the major like pillars of what my business would be, and it wasn't even this had even nothing to do with business, but I took it and I ran with it with my business. But if anybody has heard of to to be magnetic, um, Lacey Phillips, it's basically like. Um, mm. She has all sorts of di's right deep imaginings that help you uncover your shadows and just like become your most authentic self but she has something that's like her authentic code and it's like when you go through that there's like ai don't know how many questions she asks, but there's a whole series of questions like what do you do with your money what do you most do with your time what are you learning about when you have free time what are you doing and for me i mean i'm just i have my son in my 10th house which is your house of career so of course for me all my passions and everything that lights me up is always going to be like funneled into my career that's just the way it is Um, so that's, I think why I was like so much able to take that into my business, but I mean, everything was human design. It was astrology. It was emotions, you know, like all the, those are like my core pieces in travel, right? Like freedom. Those are my core pieces. So it's like, I can look at those and like kept coming back to that. And so when you talk about like niching, that's when I was able to be like, okay, well, human design and astrology are the big ones, everything else we can kind of like funnel into there. Right. It's like finding yourself through these modalities and then we can use the rest shadow work attachment theory, you know, all the other things are kind of like fuddled into that. So.
1: Mm Hmm. Love it so much. Love, love, love. Now, you mentioned your podcast before. Tell us a little bit about your podcast because for people that are listening to this and going, oh my goodness, my mind is blown. I need to know more
0: (laughs) about this. Where can they go and find you? Yeah. So it's called the Emotional Mastery Podcast. You can find it on everything, Spotify, Apple, all the things. It's really evolved. I've been doing it for four years. And in the beginning, it was sort of like an online journal. I literally told nobody about it until like a year and a half in where I was like, all right, you got to just either stop doing it or, or get serious. And so I got serious. Um, but I do once a week, I have a solo episode where it's just sort of like what's on my heart, what's on my mind, what's being called the share. Of course, there's always going to be astrology, human design, like wrapped up in that because that's what I'm obsessed with. (laughs) And then the other week is a guest speaker. And so I just, I invite people on to share their stories, their journey, their tools for emotional regulation really is a lot of it. It's not like master. It's not like I'm a master of my emotions. I don't feel anything. It's just like having the tools, right. That we can, when we're moving through something, be able to, then we're mastering the tools We're mastering the ability to then self-regulate. And I just recently over the past three weeks, I added in An episode on monday which is literally like a 10 minute just weekly transit update people were asking for it so i was like we'll try it out so i'm sort of like newly in the weekly transits but
1: Awesome, so get on that. We'll put the link to the podcast in the show notes so that you can go. I will definitely be listening to the weekly transit. I listened to one of your monthly transits and my mind was like, oh my goodness. I think I had to listen to it about three times to take it all in because <laughs> there was so much going on. Yes. I loved it, I ate it up. Mm-hmm. Rochelle, we started off talking about purpose. How can we be more aligned as coaches, as entrepreneurs? what is the one thing that you want to leave our listeners with in relation to that, you know, really being aligned and on purpose?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think just, it always goes back to the body for me. And I think really understanding what your body is feeling, how your body is reacting, because again, it's so easy to just not listen to ourselves. And so when it comes to your purpose, when it comes to your North and South node anything that we've talked about, right. I think you and your own system know best. And I know for me, I had to get to a place where I sort of like left everything so that I can really tune into my body because I think that's the most important thing, right? When you're listening to your body, likely you're then listening to your authority. There are, there are exceptions there. I think if you have some trauma, there's a little bit extra work to be doing to coming into your body. But I just think that that's so important is listening to yourself over anything else, right? Because then once you do that, then you'll be able to like discern all this other information.
1: Mm, I love that. I'm going to ask another question and I wasn't going to trauma. You mentioned trauma. How much is trauma going to be masking our true authentic self?
0: I am still on the path of recovering from trauma. And so I feel like a lot of times all this information on a logical level has really, really helped me. And again, like I said, I think a lot of times it is like coming back into trusting myself and also knowing, like doing all this other work where I'm actually moving through triggers when they come up, right? And not just trying to suppress them and push them down because your body, your unconscious is trying to protect you, right? The ego is still trying to protect you, right? Your whole system is trying to keep you safe. And so I think really the first step is finding a way to know that you're safe. So whether that's through meditation, a DI, a breath work, something so that, you know, that you're in a safe space that you can actually then be like, okay, I'm going to come back to my higher self and see what my higher self has to say in this moment outside of the trauma. And so I think, I think it's a journey. I think it's very, it is challenging in the beginning. I think everybody goes at their own pace. Um, I don't know that there is a right or a wrong way to really navigate that. Um, as long as you're sort of like showing up and, and, and navigating it and understanding, you know, some things may trigger you more than others. And so I think human design and astrology for me were, really the catalyst in the beginning of my journey that I was so confused between my system and my mind. I had no idea. I was like, this is just all (laughs) chaos. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to show up. I don't know who to be. And then when I found all of this, it was sort of like, uh, I could like exhale. I was like, okay, I have somewhere to go from here. Like I feel, I felt so seen in a way that nothing else made me feel my entire life. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: starting from there and then reprogram my mind and to know that I'm safe. And then you can sort of, maybe not. And I hope that answered your question. I sort of went off on a little, <laughs> it, you know,
1: it was just this perfect. And I love where you went with that. And I think that if we were going to, I guess, leave one single thing, it was what you said in there about it's a journey. And I think mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what is going on. It's always a journey. Like we never get to the end of our journey. We continue this journey the whole way through our life. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what we believe, some people believe we, you know, continue it into our next life. But I think that just understanding that we're humans having a human experience and it's about, you know, taking the learnings and experimenting and, and trying things on, seeing what feels good and just really embracing and enjoying the journey. And I think that that was what I took out of what you were saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a third line, really embracing those mistakes, <laughs> that journey Yes. Of <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we learn so much more from our mistakes than we do from anything else. So when we, yeah. you know, you, you're right. And gosh, humans have a human moment. I'm sure I'm not the only one that that struggles with that sometimes. Like I feel like I do it well most times, but every now and again, it really gives me a kick in the kick in the guts. Going, yeah, come on, like yeah. we're meant to be learning from <laughs> this, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Rochelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've absolutely loved chatting with you. And uh, yeah, like I said, go and check out Rochelle's podcast, Emotional Mastery, and take your human design and astrology to or understanding to a whole new level. Thank. Thanks so much, Rochelle, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to Podcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the coaches, thought leaders, and change makers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at Podcast.com.